This is the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hottest topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. And of course, using that to motivate all of us to do our part, to, to be more engaged, to rebuild the walls so that we may no longer be a reproach. You know that scripture out of Nehemiah. You know that uh, that when we look around, the nation is in um, it's in shambles. I mean, let's just be blunt. Their culture is crumbling all around us. But we don't have to despair. We don't have to give up. We don't have to get depressed. We look at that and we go, okay, it's time to pick up the pieces and rebuild. And that's what we do here at Wall Builders. And there's so many ways you can make a big difference. You can be a part of it. And I hope by listening to the Wall Builder Show that you're getting encouraged and equipped and inspired and you're getting out there and making a difference. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator. Honored to serve here with David and Tim Barton. David's America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Builders. Tim's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. And later in the program, we're going to have Lance Wallnow with us uh, talking about many of these things as well. So it's going to be a, a great day. I think you're going to be encouraged. And I hope this is one of those programs that you really make a point to share with your friends and family. That's how you can become a force multiplier. We all have a voice. And, and when we lift up that voice, when we raise the banner, people will rally. And you've got people that you can influence, that you can send these programs to and get them equipped and encouraged as well. So make sure you're doing that. Wallbuilders.com is our website. And uh, if you have questions for us, you can send those in. We do those on Thursdays during our Foundations of Freedom Thursday program. Send those to radio at wallbuilders.com. All right, David and Tim, we got Lance Well now coming up a little later. Of course, uh, a lot of folks are familiar with the whole Seven Mountains thing. Lance is the one that kind of started that 20 years ago. Uh, but still very involved in uh, getting the church engaged in the culture, very much like what we do here at, uh, at Wall Builders. And he's got some cool events coming up this year, trying to rally churches and Christians to get engaged in their particular states and their particular communities. It's going to be pretty interesting to see. And I, I was just thinking as we're about to have him on how cool it is to see all these different ministries working together that in the past haven't so much, uh, not referring to Lance, but just thinking about all the different groups out there that rarely work together. And now we're starting to see more and more of that synergy within the church. And maybe it's because we're seeing some of the bad that's happening out there. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's a lot going on for sure. But it's strange. Sometimes when things get worse out there, people get more depressed and they back up because the opposition gets more bold and more aggressive in their tactics. And so it's an interesting thing. that The left is getting crazier and crazier, if that's possible, considering where they are and have been. But at the same time, we're seeing a lot more pushback. And a lot more local stuff started to happen where people are organizing. And I'll even take Lance as an example because we're going to be talking to Lance. But just even five years ago, Lance was not politically involved in anything. That was just not what he did. He was the guy who trained Fortune 500 companies and, and people at that level. I mean, he was really high in the business world, and that was important to him. But he's he's now getting engaged in the culture, as we'll talk about today, in a way that he wasn't doing even just a few years ago. Well, and Dad, I, I, I'm – Gonna acknowledge some grace in the moment. Uh, COVID has messed up our timing, but <laughs> Lance is one of the guys that was supportive of Trump back in the 2016, 2015 timeframe. Yeah, you're so right. It has been a little more right yeah. than five, six years, but to your point, I mean, prior to Trump, Lance really was not a politically active and engaged guy. And, and he recognized that time, a, a lot of where the nation was going and how God might be using Trump. And uh, he, he believed he had. Uh, heard from the Lord and it had some thoughts on maybe Trump being a Cyrus, right? He was he was one of many of those voices right. acknowledging who Trump could be and what role Trump could fill. And he has become so activated, uh, so awakened 
to the necessity of Christians to be involved in the process. And, and he's one of many people we've, you know, we work with so many people throughout the nation, but Lance is someone who really gets it, especially recognizing that maybe some of the strategy of the left when they're trying to uh, suppress the vote on the Republican side by saying, you know, hey guys, you know, if there's dominion, there's mail-in voting, like the, why does it even matter? And, and the left was pretty strategic, recognizing even now, maybe especially in this election, when right now Biden is a front runner. And of course, there's people having conversations right now. Will Biden drop out? Is it going to be a Kamala Harris? Because Kamala Harris recently said that she feels qualified that she could run for president. It couldn't be a Gavin Newsom. And people throw out the name of Michelle Obama. And there's lots of things that we could say regarding some of those names. But on the Democrat side, when you know you have such an uphill battle, when you know you don't have enthusiasm, uh, that the nation is not doing well, the economy is not doing well, you write the, the inflation issues, the border issues, things around the world, whether it be Ukraine or Israel, there's so many things happening that Americans are not and should not be happy about. There's no way that people can be encouraged and incentivized to vote for Biden. So the only chance he has is you suppress the Christian vote. You suppress the conservative vote by making them think that their vote doesn't count or doesn't matter, or that Trump is this really evil person. And right, since he's the front runner, if it's Trump against Biden, they're both terrible. And so I'm not even going to vote. It doesn't matter. The only chance that Biden and the Democrats have is if Christians don't show up. And Lance has been one of the brilliant guys recognizing some of the, the, the challenge that we are facing on the Christian conservative side and really recognizing we have to activate Christians. And so he started doing rallies all over the nation. He's doing a lot of things right now trying to activate the Christian vote. So he's someone that really gets it and understands the problem we're seeing in our culture and in the political realm right now. Well, that's to be with us when we come back from the break. So stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wall Builders. This is David Barton with another moment from America's history. Our founding fathers, despite their common love for America, did not always agree with each other in politics. Such was the case between John and Samuel Adams. John was the leader of the Federalist Party, and Samuel was the leader of the Anti-Federalist Party. Consequently, political disagreements were not unusual between these two. On October the 4th, 1790, Sam wrote John and told him, let ministers and philosophers, statesmen and patriots, unite their endeavors to renovate the age by educating their little boys and girls and leading them in the study and practice of the exalted virtues of the Christian system. Two weeks later, John wrote back and told Samuel that on this issue, they both agreed. While these two prominent founding fathers disagreed on much, they both agreed on the importance of educating the next generation in the principles of Christianity. For more information on God's hand in American history, contact Wall Builders at 1-800-8-REBUILD. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Our good friend Lance Wall now back with us. Lance, thanks for some time today, man. Always good to see you and talk to you, brother. Well, uh, first of all, website, folks, LanceWallNow.com. That's Lance, W-A-L-L-N-A-U.com. Check it out. Lots of great materials there. You'll be encouraged and inspired and educated. Uh, so check it out today. Uh, Lance, big year, man, 2024. So much riding on not just the presidential election, but just people getting out. You're working on some things in Colorado, all over the country, going to be doing a lot of cool rallies this year. And, uh, you know, David and Tim and I just wanted to get you on to, to kind of talk about what's coming in 2024 
get your thoughts, and then also get people plugged into those local events. So let's uh, let's try to hit a lot of information in a in a few minutes together. First of all, your thoughts on how big 2024 is in the picture for America. Well, you know, I was just uh, talking to someone today, and I said, I think 1863 is probably the historic parallel in terms of what happens in the future of a country determined by who is in the executive office. So Lincoln, of course, was running for re-election. He wasn't sure he was going to win. The, the uh, Civil War was undecided. But had he not been elected and McClellan, who was running against him, got elected, the South and the North would be two different countries. We'd be like uh, North and South Korea. And uh, slavery would have been perpetuated for an agonizingly long period, longer period of time before it was dealt with. There's a lot riding on that one election. Can you imagine um, how frustrating it is to think that uh, Christians then or now could have, uh, could have messed up history by simply saying, it doesn't matter what I do, God's going to do whatever he's going to do, my vote doesn't count anyway, uh, or stay out of politics. And that's the thing that I'm dealing with a lot, because there are some significant voices in the kingdom that are constantly telling Christians that, um, you know, they, they should not be looking to politics for a solution, which, of course, we're not, but we're being responsible and utilizing the agency God's given us. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but we're going to be, you know, we're looking at like seven states are going to be really key. It's funny, you got 50 states, but seven are going to be the, you know, the, the Gettysburg and, you know, the, the areas where the battle's going to be determined. Uh, seven states in 19 counties. And David Barton gave me a lot of insight as to how to, how to really evaluate um, where to go, because we're going to go into those counties with rallies, three, four, five, six thousand people. And it's going to be unashamed um, Christian preaching with uh, Mario Murillo at night. And then uh, folks like you, Dave, Tim, Bill Federer, people that are all part of your expertise, are going to be speaking during the day. And I expect that we're going to see no less than uh, 800 to 1,000 people hearing the gospel for the first time. And who knows how many people that have never heard your perspective on America that are going to hear it for the first time. This, this is it. a historic year and historic event. And, and these will be, what are you thinking, like maybe another month or two before we announce those? You thinking those are, are kind of closer to late spring? Yeah, or? well, it's going, to be, it's going to be, we're going to start doing it very soon because okay. uh, I just got off the uh, phone with Mario. I'm going to give you dates. Um, they're going to be for like, I think, next month in Arizona. Oh, nice. Okay. We got Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Carolina. And so, um, yeah, and, and we're calling it the Courage Tour. Um, okay. We called it Fire and Glory last year because we really saw tremendous, uh, I, let's, I'm going to be honest with you, we saw miracles and amazing things happen. And, uh, but this year we really feel that the, the key element is courage. The courage to speak and the courage to show up. So it's the Courage Tour. And um, and you're you're a big part of it. I, I, you know, you said something earlier about how even in the midst of you know what is obviously a historic time, a, a, an inflection point in our history, a lot of people in our faith community still check out and still have excuses for not not getting involved. Do you think that they feel like they're still influencing the culture, but they just need to do it in this nice way or less out front way, or do you think they just think, well, God's going to do what He's going to do and we're just, I mean, what do they tell you no, when, I, they, when they when they refuse I, I, to participate with you? Well, I, I really believe they've come under the influence 
of someone who they respect who's told them that uh, the best way to transform culture is through fill in the blank. What they don't realize is that um, the power structure that is shaping the nation, which has gotten into the school systems that is now in the boardrooms, think of it like a disease that gets in the lymph system. That if you have certain ideologies that are like Marxist, atheists, anti-Christian, and they get into academia, and they get into media, they get into Hollywood, and then they get into corporations, and they get into the tech company. If they get in the intelligence community, well, this is the historic moment when you see fascism take over a nation, or Lenin take over a nation. I mean, history tells us that Christians have suffered terrible consequences when governments become taken over by hostile ideology. We are watching that happen right in front of us. And what's saddest about it is we can remedy it if we're aware of what's happening. What's maddening is to see people think that, um, you know, that they're going to have a revival that's going to change this because the revival that God sends is actually um, a revival for his people. And if his people are revived, they should be going forth to do the work that God's Amen. called them to do. And it's the work right now in government. Uh, you know what you just said that the tools are there we have uh, we have the ability to influence the the you know future of this nation which obviously influences the rest of the world as well and it's like the in fact I just heard a pastor friend of mine uh, preach this a couple of weeks ago about how you know Jesus has set us free and we're sitting in the in the jail cell and and we've given our life to him and and we just sit in the jail cell <laughs> we don't get the doors open yeah. and we don't walk out and and go you know you said something the other night when we were in Colorado that I thought was really powerful, and I don't know that we've talked about it on our program here, these internet, these presidents of these other nations like, you know, um, El Salvador and Argentina yeah. and these places, you said there's there's basically a bunch of, uh, of Cyruses being raised up all over the world. Totally. Uh, and you had a te- you told the testimony of this guy in El Salvador. I was blown away. I didn't know that story. Would you share that with us? Because that was so powerful. Yeah, and, and by the way, there's a TikTok. I've, you know, you may not be loving TikTok, but my staff, it, maybe it's a short you can see on YouTube or on Facebook. But just, just Google and find El Salvador president talking about their nation. And he had a crowd in front of him that must have been 200,000 people at their, at their capital. And he said they, that uh, it's, it's a phenomenon that we are a nation where the world and the United States condemned me because I was dealing with crime. But now we are the freest, lowest crime nation in South America. Wow. And it happened because, and this is, a, this is a Cyrus. So a Cyrus ruler is characteristic of the rulers that God raises up, Isaiah 45, for the, for the nations, to shepherd a nation. And if you pray, God will give you a Cyrus. You may not, you may not get a Pentecostal, but you're going to get a Lincoln. You'll get, a, you'll get a Churchill. You'll get what you need to get through to the other side, or a Trump, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. So this man, so I have a friend of mine that went and interviewed him, and he said, Lance, you know, he's a Christian. He's a businessman. And as a businessman, he was approached by someone and said, the Lord really has told me to give you a message that you're supposed to run for president. He said, thank you. And he kind of chuckled to himself, you know, and said, people are fanatics. Another man comes, completely unrelated to the first, doesn't even know him, says, I was sent by the Lord to tell you that you're supposed to really run for president. And now he's a little disturbed because he's thinking, what if God is actually calling me? A third man comes and says to him, 
the Lord sent me to warn you that he has spoken to you that you are to run for office and you do not want to be the man that God sends a fourth prophet to. Ouch! Wow. And the fear of God hit him. You don't want to be the man God sends a fourth prophet to. This guy knew there were three times he was already told. Wow. And so he said he wrestled with God. He said, both parties are corrupt. I can't run. I can't change a thing with either of these parties. And so he said, Lord, the only way I could do it is I'll just, I'll just by faith. I'll write my name in, and if I get, a, you know, 10,000 signatures on it, that'll put me on the ballot. Well, he got 10,000 signatures, and the, and the country is so convinced it's corrupt that he's the only guy they voted in. Wow. <laughs> so here he became president. So oh, it's, it's a fascinating story. He, he's so I, t- I tell you what, the, the speeches that I saw and I just started seeing this on uh, social media. I honestly, Lance, I thought I thought somebody made up the subtitles like, you know, I don't I, speak I, Spanish. I, so I, I, know. I, I literally thought this guy could not be saying what he's saying right now about God, about the influence in the culture, ab- about the nations like America that had moved away from God and were suffering because of it and how El Salvador was moving away from their secularism to God, and now they're benefiting from I literally thought somebody was making it up and, and putting the CGs down there. It, it's incredible. And, and you know, you mentioned the other night, I mean, there's multiple nations where this is happening. How do you think that affects us? Because I know, for me, man, it gives me courage in saying, if they can do it, we can do it. If that's the point. My people perish for lack of uh, knowledge. And sometimes, you know, Jesus says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? If we don't have knowledge that this can happen, we don't have faith for it happening where we live. Mm. And uh, I think we have um, we have a pent up desire in the in in the interceding and, and caring church in America. But I, I think we're not alone. I think the nations have been praying for the United States. So Amen. the way I look at it is, I see what's happening in Argentina. I see what's happening in Hungary. I see what's happening, uh, you know, in El Salvador. And so I'm looking at this with different eyes. This isn't in the news. You have to look for it. Yeah. Because if you don't have a theology that is saying there are nations where the Christians have prayed through and the churches have labored and then they've got the right government people in. I mean, there's a concert of things happening in that country. It just didn't happen with one candidate. So I think we've got that concert of things happening in the United States. Amen. And I believe it's just the stakes are so high and there's so much resistance in this country that it's going to require a full court press of all of us. But this, but this is possible in America. There can be a reformation. I honestly believe that if you think about it, it, from the George Floyd riots to the COVID lockdowns to the January 6th, and then the frozen election with the news media, and then suddenly ballots showing up. And if you look at the narrative of Russia hoax and then the laptop that the intelligence community said was from Russia, there has been so much deterioration of credibility in institutional narratives that the average American submitted to and wanted to think was true that 25% of America is never going to get it. They're, they're just died in the, you know, that they drank the Kool-Aid. But there's a large part of America right now, brother, that's opening their eyes and saying, I have grown to distrust. The, 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 the Tucker interview with Putin is kind of like a nail in the coffin because you got 30 or 40 million people looking at that and going, I don't trust my own government's narrative on what's yeah. going on with Ukraine. That means an awakening and a populist uh, reformation is possible. Wow, man. So good. So good. Lance Wall now. All right, folks, uh, stay close. 
pay attention. We're gonna we're gonna be announcing those dates uh, and, and the Courage Tour. Is that how is that what you're calling it? That that exactly is what it is. And and you could go to right now. And I'll post it up there. It's gonna be lancewallnout.com. And uh, and within a day or two, we're gonna have uh, the Courage Tour. Awesome for you to be able to get the dates and the locations. I just got to make sure I get to Rick Green before I put it public, so he's there. <laughs> Lance, <laughs> God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for some time today, man. Thank you. Anytime, my friend. God bless you. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Hi, friends. This is Tim Barton of Wall Builders. This is a time when most Americans don't know much about American history or even Hebrews of the faith. And I know oftentimes for parents, we're trying to find good content for our kids to read. And if you remember back to the Bible, to the book of Hebrews, it has the Faith Hall of Fame where they outline the leaders of faith that had gone before them. Well, this is something that as Americans, we really want to go back and outline some of these heroes, not just of American history, but heroes of Christianity and our faith as well. I want to let you know about some biographical sketches we have available on our website. One is called the Courageous Leaders Collection. And this collection includes people like Abigail Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Francis Scott Key, George Washington Carver, Susanna Wesley, even the Wright brothers. And there's a second collection called Heroes of History. In this collection, you'll read about people like Benjamin Franklin or Christopher Columbus, Daniel Boone, George Washington, Harriet Tubman, Friends, the list goes on and on. This is a great collection for your young person to have and read, and it's a providential view of American and Christian history. This is available at wallbuilders.com. That's www.wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks to Lance Walnow for joining us as well. And we'll get you the the dates of these events and, and locations as they come out throughout this year. Or you can head over to LanceWallnow.com and uh, and you'll have that all up there probably actually by today. Uh, we'll see uh, what, what uh, where those will be. But Tim, David, um, you know, there's so many groups right now. Faith Wins doing events all over the country. Uh, Family Research Council, of course, engaged. We've got Turning Point Faith that's been growing into different areas across the country. Uh, Truth and Liberty from out at Karis Bible College and Andrew Womack Ministries. I mean, all these different groups all saying basically the same thing. Christians, get off the couch and get engaged in the culture. Don't leave your faith inside the four walls of your church. Yeah, and it is really significant that we take into that. But I was even, I want to go back to something that he said earlier, because it had a really uh, profound impact to me historically. He was saying that where we are right now is 1863. And I guess he studied that, but I'm telling you, that's really accurate. 1863, Lincoln is in there. He's, he's going to run for re-election. And at that point in time, the Union didn't look like it was going to survive. The, the Confederacy had won the overwhelming number of battles they had fought up to that point. And so as, as he comes toward that election time, uh, the real turn happens at the Battle of Gettysburg. And that's, that's the first real major victory that just set the stage for victory after victory after victory after that point. And I thought what Lance said was really significant, that we have in seven states that are our Gettysburg. Uh, we have 19 counties, but seven states are our Gettysburg. And what happens in those seven states is really going to kind of determine which side wins this civil war, because we, we're not shooting bullets necessarily, but it is a cultural civil war in that sense. And I was thinking about all the, the people that just signed up and, and marched to help on the Union side. How many people joined? And, and they would you know leave from Pennsylvania, and they would walk down to Georgia, or they would whatever to go help. And we need people doing we, – we did that 20, 25 years ago in politics. We would take strike forces all over the nation. We'd take teams out of Texas to go up and help in other states. And we'd take teams out of Oklahoma to go help on the East Coast or West Coast. And we need, we need Christians engaging that same way because those seven states really are crucial. And they can use a lot of help, and there's a lot of things that can be done in them. And I think, I think Lance had a really profound analogy there 
and kind of looking at where we are, because I do think it fits really well with 1863 and that this thing can still go either way. But if we can win the Gettysburg, uh, we can turn the battle in a different direction, have a whole different trajectory. And those races affect us just as much, maybe more so, right, as our as our own U.S. senator or congressman for the balance of power or for the president. You know, it's going to have uh, it's going to have a huge impact And our state may not be close, but we can put some effort and some resources, time, money, whatever it might be into some of those battleground states. And then it has a huge impact on the overall outcome. Yeah. And one of the things I think is worth noting is that even states that don't feel like battleground states with how close to the, 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 the Congress is right now, right? With how close the House is right now, it, it, it is very much the strategy of Democrats. They recognize the vulnerability of the U.S. Senate. They recognize the vulnerability of the presidency. And so they are targeting the House, thinking they can flip some of these Republican seats I uh, get Democrats in those seats that they can bring in some of this more secularized agenda. And so even states where people feel safe, this really should be a caution of don't don't think your place is safe. We have to make sure we are activated. We are engaged in the process. We are engaged in the primaries and that we show up to vote for these elections. This is a significant time. And, and dad, as you mentioned, I mean, Lance, I, I think he's right. This is something we haven't seen a nation this divided really since the era of the Civil War and recognizing the significance and Lincoln not been reelected, the entire nation might have changed. Well, if Joe Biden is reelected, you know, we're not we're not pessimists. We are kind of eternal hopefulness and optimists because we believe in God and Jesus and miracles and that God still moves and God can do the impossible. We believe in those things. We just recognize also the reality of history. No nation has lasted forever and the nations that have embraced the levels of debauchery that America is now embracing don't typically survive. And unless we get this turned around, unless we restore the the biblical foundation, America might be done on some level trajectory, just pragmatically, historically speaking, but we know there's a God. And if Christians will show up, there can yet be miracles in America. We have to make sure we stay engaged in the process. Our folks, we sure appreciate you joining us today. Make sure and visit our website at wallbuilders.com. Get you some good materials there to equip and inspire your family. Make sure you're checking out Constitutional Live or Biblical Citizenship or Foundations of Freedom. Lots of great courses there, and I encourage you to do those with your friends and family. They're great, you know, if you just want to go study by yourself, but it's even greater, and it's so much more powerful when you're iron sharpening iron together. So make sure you check that out today and get some good stuff right there at wallbuilders.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Wall Builder Show. Thank you.